savage ladies and gentlemen i am here um if you're listening to this you have not turned on the x-rated experience podcast you have turned on a bonus special episode of the x-rated experience podcast labeled entitled the personal journals so yes while the truth well, I'm sorry, not the truth, but the facts remain the same. I still am your host, the Savage God. We are not hosting the X-Rated Experience podcast today. We are hosting personal journals. And if this is, if, if this is your first time listening to one of these bonus episodes of the personal journal, then I advise, I highly advise you go ahead and listen to the first episode, the first installment of the personal journals. It, it, it gets into a lot. We get into mental health. Uh, we get into healing. We And this is all uh, my journey um, documentations and uh, things I want to go ahead and put out there in the world to either, you know, let go or hopefully it'll give somebody else good advice. So that's my goal for these uh, personal journal entries. And again, I'm not going to be the only one doing these personal journal entries. You got Sam, you got Savage Chris. Savage Chris actually said it's going to probably take her some time to open up uh, like that to all of our hundreds of thousands of listeners, which... I appreciate every each every last one of you internationally and domestically. By the way, and uh, if you notice, I'm not trying to move as much because uh, no, the the chairs have still not come in at this time. It's kind of it's it's just it's not even it's not even the fact that they didn't come in, you guys. It's it's the fact that we're having a hard time picking one. I guess you might as well say. Cause this shit's for me, you know. Savage Chris, she's gonna get have her own little section, her own little accent chair. Uh, oh, and forgot to say it again. Coming live <laughs> from the Savage Studios, uh, where construction is ninety five percent done. Um, yeah, so let's go ahead and uh, jump into it. I guess uh, so. We this is like I said, the second installment of the Personal Journal here uh you know with these bonus episodes and so this is this is what has been uh i don't know i'm i'm gonna go like i'm wondering and if you if if you do please uh i think i left a question (laughs) that you guys can answer it should be in a description here on what you guys uh can answer and that is is do you guys have a tough time uh, letting go of hurt, letting go of the past? Uh, why I ask this is because, of course, 
I'm going to give you a piece of a session that me and the awesome Dr. Mom uh, had. And, and, and my x-ray is savage, ladies and gentlemen. When I say Dr. Mom, I'm not saying my mother. Okay, my mom's not a doctor. So, so I am not talking about my own mother. This is an actual licensed therapist here. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not... Just listening to my mom. I, li- I listen to my mom sometimes, but this is, I, I wouldn't dare have therapy sessions with my mother. Uh, and that's a whole nother thing we're going to get into as these personal journals keep on going, keep on trugging along. But uh, I asked this question because the, the piece of the session that I'm taking from my therapy session technically with Dr. Mom is... She looked at me in the eyes and she said, you have to let the past go. And in my head, I'm thinking, what are you talking about? I've done a lot to let my past go. I don't do the same shit I used to do. I don't act as wild as I used to act. And um, I gave up drinking. I gave up fucking doing drugs. I gave up going from girl. I gave up so much for this uh, journey. I'm not saying I regret it. I I hate being sober. Yes. (laughs) Yes, I will say that. But I don't regret nor resent, uh, you know, just being me now. But again, me this week was not me last week. I still had a little piece of that chip, a little piece of that anger that was on my shoulder. But, you know, um... Yeah, so, <laughs> uh, and when I say last, I don't know when this entry is dropping, but these entries, some of these entries are uh, recorded back to back to back to back. So, yeah, man, it's like I said, they're journal entries. We just put them out there and see what we love. So, uh, but yeah, and I'm like, no, I, I did all that. I washed away my pain. She's like, no, you did not wash away your pain. I'm talking about the hurt, the core what has you the way you are? And when she said, like, you know, uh, wild, crazy, uh, what had me in those states of minds? What could have had me go through my depression? What is what what had me reacting violently? What had me always mad? What had me feeling like I had something to prove? What had me having troubles with? abandonment issues and looking for love from girl to girl to girl because it was something that was voided when I was a child. Um, you know, and when I, it was voided, um, dad was in the military and married to a whole nother woman and uh, my mom did what uh, she had to do to support her kids, I guess. Uh but, you know, risking life and limb, selling things like, you know, selling narcotics, that's the old, the oldest story in the book. And it's not a story, it's true life. Uh, it just happened. I'm, I don't like, I'm not, like I say, it'll be a time where I elaborate more on that piece of life there. I'm going to hold that and save that because, like, like I said, it's a lot of healing that has to be done on my side. But, uh, yeah, um, the fuck? Uh, sorry, Sam isn't here. I'm over here fiddling with the mic. So, 
How many of you guys, please answer the question in the description if you can. How many of you guys have a hard, had a hard, have had or is going through a hard time letting go of the hurt you felt in the past, the pain, uh, whatever, you know, the instrumental thing that happened that you never forgot and never forgave or you feel like you forgave or you said you forgave, but somewhere inside you still aren't comfortable with that. Where, where, like, what is your, like, do you still have that? Because until Dr. Mom brought it to the forefront for me, even though I still, a, a, a part of it, a part of ha having an anger problem or mental health problem, such as mania or, or uh, being a little bipolar. Yeah, sometimes you don't know, but some, but everybody has an inkling that something isn't all the way right with, within them. Like, even if you don't know what it is, you have an inkling that something is off. Your chemical imbalance is off. A chemical Im imbalance is off. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a chemical imbalance, so it's supposed to be off. But, uh... Yeah, so it it it's one of those things where like how can I put it? Because I didn't know, and, and I'm sitting here as a 36 year old man. I didn't know that what I was calling motivation and reasons never to look back was the most toxic shit. I was dumping anger and memories of the past. I was drugging, holding on to that and trying to make it into something. Like when I was going through my depression uh, last winter, not last winter, I'm sorry, last summer, I, like, like I said, I still did episodes for the podcast but I wasn't all the way in it like as soon as you can see now as soon as my depression ended like I went I just went off we got a studio just dumped money uh into all this great stuff and yeah so it, it's it's night and day now but when I was going through depression I love 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 doing the podcast for you guys I love each and every one of my listeners I even love uh, the people that I've been interacting with on our, on our Facebook page, which is pretty fucking awesome. You guys are cool. Like I said, all over the world. It's pretty dope. Some of you guys can go to hell. Um, but yeah, that's what the block and ban button is for. Cause some things you guys say is just like, all right, I'm not religious or I'm not offended, but you know, I probably have listeners that would be offended. And like, you know, I told you guys in that last entry about the 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 listener, I guess he said, when am I going to talk about the Jewish problem? Again, I don't think there's a problem. Um, the only problem is the people that make it a problem when there is none, which is probably who that person is. But uh, and it sounded like he needed to let some he or she. Uh, I'm trying to keep it, you know, anonymous. Uh, he or she need to let that hurt go. Um, uh, one of the voice messages that person needs to let that hurt go. But people, it's it, I like I've been there. It's no judgment on my part. I'm I'm not. 
who the fuck am I? I'm, I can't judge anybody. I am far from perfect. Like, come on, man. I am far from perfect. I am not trying to even be. My journey doesn't even consist on a pit stop nor destination of perfection at all. I am totally okay with being perfectly imperfect, but I know there is some tweaks and changes I can make in my life to make me better, to make my energy better, to live longer. Just like everybody, we all have choices, man. And so, um, and it was one of those things where after I opened up more about why I was hurting, why I was using the hurt, and letting go of the hurt to progress in life. And I am and was. I'm not as much as much as I used to be, but I am one stubborn son of a bitch. I am stubborn. Super stubborn. I was stubborn. Pride, ego, all that. Even when I was trying, I feel like the only time I was at my most humblest, in my adult years, that is, at my most humblest is when I was, I hate to say it, but when I was going through depression. And you, that was some, and when I was going through depression, I didn't want to look at myself in the mirror. I gained weight. Uh, to me, I feel like I just was a big ass tub of lard, but love yourself, love yourself. Love your fucking self because, yeah, I was horrible to myself. I couldn't look in the mirror. I didn't want to go anywhere. I didn't want to be out. I didn't want people to see me. I, like, it, it was a lot. It was a lot. I used to seclude myself, which is not healthy. It's okay with stepping away and giving yourself some time to think. But it's another thing to lock yourself in a room for X amount of hours with nothing but vices and your... uh pretty much your your mental uh telling you this and telling you that and all just all types of shit that you don't feel like nor should you have to go through uh it's just torturing yourself so you know it's it's do my advisement on that is do what you need to do to cope but try to refrain refrain from doing unhealthy things and secluding yourself like it or not is an unhealthy thing if again if you need time to breathe a mental break to get away from everything that's cool just make sure you're doing something positive and not dwelling on whatever negative aspect of life is affecting you that day time month whatever you know but um so it's it's that was my humblest then during my depression uh now uh i'm still Still humble, but I take care of myself better now. Like I have fucking washboard abs, and also like if you've seen the pro, if you've seen the ex, the the, the latest X-rated experience, from like I did, it's, it was a long time. I didn't even take pictures uh, for the podcast anymore because of how big I got now. I, I got pictures with my shirt up. I want hard work pays off. Like how, like what what is the saying? Um, uh, hard work pays off. Dreams come true. Bad times don't last. 
but bad guys do. And since so many, well, not so many, it's probably just like two now, but <laughs> so many people out there thinks I'm a, this, this horrible villain, while others have accepted the fact that, hey, Savage, you've changed a lot. Um, which is pretty dope, man. Thank y'all for noticing. Uh, you know, but I'm not doing it for a pat on the back. I'm doing it because it is making me a better person in the long. Because you know how exhausting it is to hold on to things? You know how, uh, dude, it's fucking exhausting. Like, to be mad, to... Oh my god, to be drained after, like, that shit is so exhausting. So, now, me hitting the gym and MMA is exhausting now to me because I'm letting all that energy out, but but it's like, man, to yell and argue and... Whew, just talking about it, look at that, y'all heard that squeaky ass shit, I was good to them, but anyway, it, it just feels good not to carry that. It, I swear it does. I swear it does. It feels so good not to carry that. I just put my energy elsewhere. And and you should too. Y'all should too. If you're going through something, if you have any type of... Like I say in my last installment, like don't, don't dwell on any type of negative aspect that's affecting you in your day-to-day. If you don't have a way to resolve it, let it go. Let it go. If you don't, if you don't have a way to resolve it, just let it go until you can find a way. And I'm not saying let it go, like just forget about it or ignore it or just be like, oh, it's just the elephant in the room. No, let it go to the point of okay, I can't resolve it now. Let me just go on with life, take it a step at a time, just go on with my day, and not dwell on it and hope. I come up with, and when you have time alone to breathe and you're thinking clearly and all that other good stuff, oh, excuse me, and all that other good stuff, then you try to see if you can find a resolve. But other than that, like, don't, don't, like, come on, man. I don't even, and, and I don't even, after that session with Dr. Mom, I swear. I, it's new to me adjusting not feeling that anger in the morning. Like, you know, like you fill your car with gas to run when you, before you get to work. Well, I fill my body up with the anger and the past hurt to get, I used to anyway, to get through my day. And the thing was, when I was doing drugs uh, and getting drunk, that numbed the pain uh, substantially like that numbed it I made like I, I was numbing the shit out of myself to the point where I didn't have drugs where I felt myself getting sober my anxiety would kick in and I would get mad and I'll be upset and I was like man well if I don't have this if like oh my god like I don't know how Sam and Chris did this show with me for as long as they have because I remember when I used to have to have my drugs. I used to have to have my shots. I used to, like, just do it. And then when they tell me that I was ready, get on. Back then, we didn't have... We had a mic. We we had a mic <laughs> back then. Uh, like, I look around now. Like, look at the microphone. Look at the desk. Like, look at every... Like, look, look. But anyway. Like, 
oh my goodness. Like, I I know I was held to be around during that time. Or I, you know, like, just was, I don't know. Maybe they went to a happy place. I don't know. But I, I, I really appreciate those guys because when I, like I said, I used to just get high out of my fucking mind and come to the, and do the show. And see, it wasn't, see... And the thing about it was, it, it wasn't a studio in my home. We always used to, like, I mean, sometimes we did it at my house, but, you know, it wasn't as awesome as it is as I look around now. But, uh, yeah, so it, it's it's one of those things where it's, yeah, I used to come already drunk and lit, and to deal with me, they started drinking, and it just, it, it, it used to take a lot to get the show uh get them episodes out for you guys with the all the savage family arguments that we had that's what i'm gonna call them savage family arguments that we had and back and forths and all right fuck it i'm gone and blah 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 you know so it was one of those things where it just it just i don't know how we made it to the anniversary episode I don't know how, even my, even, I have a therapist and a psychiatrist, even my psychiatrist said, dude, I I am so, he was so ecstatic that I got, that I just quit, I just woke up one morning, and I don't know how, like, I always tell people, Slim, if you're dealing with an addict, your best friend, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, father, mother, whatever, if they're addicted to any type of narcotics or anything like that, if they're addicted to fentanyl, like, save them. They're going to die soon. But if it's just the stuff that they're running the mill drugs, cocaine, um, meth, PCP, Heroin and meth, you might have a little bit more, like, like trouble. Like, first of all, you're going to have trouble out of the ass. If they crack, like, you're going to have trouble out of the ass getting whoever you love off of those drugs. Trust me. I know, like, I never did crack or no shit like that or heroin or nothing like that. Like, nothing that could ruin my life in the long... Well, cocaine, yeah. <laughs> I did cocaine, so I guess that was a thing. But, um, just... Like, you cannot get, you can suggest to that person to get help if that's your thing. But until that person is ready to get help, then they're they're not going to get help. You can fucking do whatever you want. <laughs> Say whatever you want. Cry. Interve- in, inter- do a whole intervention episode. But it, it, it won't. It won't work. They have to be ready. And I literally... Uh, Woke up one morning and uh, I just didn't feel the urge to do cocaine anymore. Didn't feel the urge to drink anymore. I felt the urge to walk. I felt the urge to run. I felt the urge to get in shape. I woke up that morning, took my ass to the scale. And that shit said 264. Now, I am 6263, so... Uh, yeah, 
I don't think it looked good on me at all, uh, especially the way my body was set up to look like a fucking 1980s rock star. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, so, like, and so it was, look, man, I was a big boy, but it's so funny because everybody just kept giving me advice, like, work out, work out, like, lift weights, like, they didn't say do cardio, do nothing, they just told me lift weights, so it's, it started to go from fat man to this big muscular dude. And I'm like, ew, I, I do not like the way I look. Like, I look like Vince McMahon was about to call my phone and say, hey, man, we need you in the WWE. And so I did not like the way I looked in that muscular ass body either. So I started doing the cardio more and all that. And, you know, like I said, <laughs> if you see the promo pictures, uh, those are the results of hard work and dedication. Um. But yeah, so I just, I knew, I feel like I knew when I stopped doing drugs and drinking so much that the universe started to favor me. Uh, it's still favoring me and I still think, like I am so appreciative to be in the position I'm in. So, and for me to let go, you know, um, again, I'm only 95, 90, now I was 90% good, now I'm 95% good, all thanks to Dr. Mom, but it, this is no kick, this is not, it's it's not easy, and I'm only saying, it, it, it might sound so flawless, my progress, it's not fucking flawless at all, like I said, I'm 36, you know how many people I done hurt, uh, how much collateral damage I have caused, how many loved ones I've worried, uh, it's, it's just horrible, like, there's a saying that goes, I got so much blood on my hands, and so much dirt on my money, I don't know how to handle laundry, it's meaning I've done so much fucked up negative shit out there in the world, uh, that, in my sociopathic manic or whatever you want to call this state of mind, I'm thinking who gives two shit. Like there was no empathy, no empathy. Like if I, I'm, I'm and I'm gonna keep it totally. I'm gonna be totally transparent with you guys because you are my awesome listeners. So and I like and this is what this show is about. This bonus episode, these, these bonus episodes are about, I'm gonna be honest, when I was, when I did hurt, I regret nothing, but I, I never regret anything, I should say, I'm gonna use it in the past tense, I never regretted anything bad or good in my life, but Ever since I've been on this new mental health journey, I've learned empathy. I've learned more about depression. I've learned that I had, I have uh, depression. I learned that I couldn't uh, talk mom and she's going to do the psychic eval. She's going to finish it up. But there's a good chance that I am bipolar. I do suffer through mania. Like, it, and I'm so comfortable with talking about this with you know, with anybody, because it's, it's life, it's an everyday thing, everybody goes through mental health struggles, you know, so, um, 
but I I still now I don't know if that's that five percent that is needed for me to fully grow or if this is because I always say slump. I can read you. I can read a person. I can read an aura. I can read an energy and just tell when someone's a shitty person. And I treat them the way their energy presents them. Not the fakeness that they put in front of me. Not the, hey, how are you? No. Like, I smell shit. And so many times, so many times, sometimes it slipped by my radar. <laughs> Trust me, there is times where it slip past my radar, but I'm usually pretty good. But uh, yeah, this is, and it's sad because, and this is why I'm glad. Uh, certain, uh, like when I got over my depression and all that, you know, sometimes when you get over a depression or something, you want to go and try to mend fences and rebuild bridges and all this and that. Well. <laughs> I try to mend a fence, and, and this is why I say I do not regret hurting everyone I hurt. Some people fucking deserved to be hurt because they were already shitty people, and they still are to this day a shitty person. So I tried, like, I'm on a journey healing. This, only if you want to. This is not mandatory you do not have to go back to people that you felt that you hurt and try to make amends that is not a mandatory thing you do not have to torture yourself nor do that now if it's somebody you feel that genuinely was good to you a good person and you fucked them over then do your thing but if that person like was just a shitty issue like if y'all two was crackheads together and y'all did fucked up shit ass crackheads together and you hurt that crackhead some way, some shape, some form and y'all part of ways and you're doing great for yourself, you don't know how they're doing, you do not have to look for that person. Fuck them. That was the past that you... I'm not going back to nobody <laughs> that, that did nothing with added to my depression so ever like ever like this is why I say I can get into any relationship now and uh, just be so fucking like the person I would be dating would never have to worry about any girls from the past well yeah never have to worry about any girls from the past because I'd say the last ones I seriously dealt with was just horrible, disgusting people. I'm not going to say all the last few I dealt with, just a couple of them. Um, And I'm talking about in the past three years, I guess, uh, that I dealt with, they were horrible people, but, you know, me and one, uh, have a connection, uh, and I try to reach out and do the right thing, and this person, even being in this person's presence, the, the smell of just 
the toxicity. I know if Savage person says you say that's not a word, but it's a word now because I said it. But the toxicity, just you can smell it on this person. You can, ugh. I, I remember I was texting uh, somebody. I was like, yo, because I told them uh, what I was doing. And, you know, this person is just like me. Uh, they was like, yeah, you sure? Like, I'm like, yeah. You know, maybe I, because of the state of mind I was in back then, I read them wrong. Maybe they aren't really that bad or weren't that bad. or And I did do some fucked up shit to them. So maybe I'm just, you know. Maybe I was just doing the most. No. Now, this takes me back to please let hurt and healing happen for you in your life if you haven't done it yet. I know it's going to be tough and hard, but you can fucking do it. Because this person held on to everything. Not only did they hold on to everything that happened between us uh, in the past, but... They had the audacity, the fucking audacity to act like their shit didn't stink when their shit smells worse than most. Like, you, like, what? Uh, But I didn't say nothing. Didn't lose my cool. Didn't get into an argument. Just told this person, like, hey, man, if you want to... uh, talk more about this we can go to a restaurant sit down talk about it get you know it, it was damaged done on both sides so let's get to the nitty-gritty and get to the resolution <sighs> thinking this person was mature enough to do that nope soon as we split like soon as we left each other's presence they texted me like in this and then you did like slim okay and I'm listening because, again, I'm having empathy. But this is what happened. This is how, like, toxic people will always slip up and show how toxic they really are. Uh, and I'm not saying I don't know dumbass red flag shit. Like, nobody had red flags until the internet showed us what red flags is supposed to be. One person red flag isn't your red flag. Certain red flags are maybe are a thing. But most of them are bullshit. So I hate saying red flags, but, and, and I knew this person for a long, long time. So I always picked up on slowly, but surely like, and, but me in that state of mind, again, I was ignoring all the signs, not giving a fuck. Uh, and yeah, just continuing with this person in my life, uh, should have been cut off a long fucking time ago. The, the shit that came out of this person's mouth was, all I heard was, hey, you hurt me. Hey, you did this. Hey, I'm going to fabricate this and you did that. I know you did. No, no, you made it up because you're that damaged and you need something extra to put on top. And that's one thing about me I can say no matter how much drugs I did in the past, how much drinking I did in the past. I remember vividly every bad thing I actually have done. Sometimes, you know, things slip my mind and I forget, you know, sometimes when you're in a fit of rage, you don't really know. But when it came to this person, I knew way back when 
Please take mental notes of every situation and everything that goes down and transpires good and bad. And I did that. When I tell you this person made up every fucking thing that, like, she took a piece of what actually happened. I hate people that, like, I used to do that. This is why I hate them. (laughs) But I hate people that lies with the truth. Savage God, what is lying with the truth, you may say? Well, lying with the truth, my X-rated kitties, um... Lying with the truth is pretty much taking a piece of what really happened and turning it into this big thing. For example, if I saw my best friend's girl at the supermarket talking to a male employee trying to get help, I never get close to them. I don't hear what they're talking about. None of that. But I go to my best friend. And tell him his girl is cheating on him with some dude. He work at the supermarket and blah, 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 blah. And just hyping it up, getting my best friend all riled up. And his girl come like, what's wrong? And I'm like, uh, and they're arguing. And she's like, I'm not cheating on you or have anybody else. I'm like, oh, so, and I would chime in. This is, this is where the lying with the truth comes. Oh, so you wasn't at the supermarket talking to some dude that worked there. Yeah, see, told you. Like, when that person says, yeah, I just cut them off. Don't let them say nothing else. Don't let them give context. See, that's lying with the truth. Because she didn't hear everything I told my best friend. She just heard what really happened. And I cut her off before she can elaborate on anything else. So, in my best friend's head, he thinks she's agreeing to or, like, you know, yeah, agreeing to what I said to him this whole time. You see how confusing a little bit that can be? People do that. Fucked up, awful people do that. Like, and I'm like, ugh. Like, I'm like, and I feel like another part of me that, because like I said, I feel like the anger is mostly out now. So, the, so technically... I still wasn't all the way right in that point in time. But I handled that like a fucking champ. And I'm going to, yes, I'm going to toot my own horn. I handled it like a fucking champ. Like a fucking champ. Because the more that person kept talking, all I heard, again, all I heard was... I'm not over what you did. I'm not over what happened to me as a kid. I'm not over what happened to me as a teenager. I'm not over what happened to me in my early adult. Slim, get help. And then they lie about dumb shit, about beach houses. and Like, what the fuck? Okay. I don't talk about nothing I'm doing or what I have due to a... I'm from the streets, so we don't do shit like that. That's a way to become a lick. And B, because for what? I work hard and live comfortable to for me and mine, not to brag and show off, because that's just not what I'm going to do. So, just so I say all that to say this, uh, my X-rated savage ladies and gentlemen, because I'm going to close out this journal entry with this. 
Start the healing as soon as you can, as fast as you can. Even if as fast as you can to you is six or seven, eight months, nine months, two years down the line. Start somewhere, somewhere, somewhere small. It doesn't have to be a big fucking leap. Again, 36 years old, and I'm just starting to walk around without a chip on my shoulder, without reacting to everything. Without, I know I always say I love living a carefree life. I'm a peacock. You gotta let me fly. <laughs> and then they all be like, peacocks, shut up. Peacocks can't fly. But living carefree is good, yes, but it's no way to live life fully. Because now you're just content with whatever comes your way. And you don't want to fall into that rut. What you want to do is you want to set them goals. Do stuff. Don't find everything fucking stupid. Don't find everything dumb. Oh, some with somebody else. No. Just because you don't like what that person's doing, find your find your niche. Find what you like to do. Because I promise you, I promise you, if you start putting some of that healing energy into positive, like something positive or something like a hobby or whatever. Collect trains, collect toys, do a podcast, whatever, blog, whatever. You're going to have a release. Now, the release is good, but so are coping mechanisms. So is if you got to see a therapist, see a therapist. If you need a psychiatrist, get a psychiatrist. Like, do things. Self-care, self-love. You'll be amazed, man. Start work. Don't be stubborn. It's one thing to be stubborn with other people, but it's another thing to be stubborn with yourself. Like, you're going to die early if, like, you're taking yourself and others through that fucking much. Or it might be a long, painful death. I don't fucking know. Karma is a bitch. And I met her twice <laughs> in my life. But, uh, yeah, man. So, I'm going to get out of here. This was an awesome entry. I hope... You guys take some of what I said and start the healing. Start the process. You got this. All right? I promise you that you got this. To everybody that needs that positive energy sent to them, I am sending this to you. And for everybody in my past who I've had a problem with, don't like, never liked, or we've had words or some type of drama between us, for those that I don't like and have never liked, y'all can still all eat a dick. Because, again, if I don't like you or if I don't vibe with you, then there is something off other than you healing. There is something with you that just makes you a fucked up individual. And you should look into that and try to fix it. But normally it doesn't work because, yeah. But, uh, heal, people. Heal. All right, beware, be fair, stay safe, and stay savage. I'm gone. Another awesome journal entry in the books. I love you guys. I need some sleep. You can't go.